1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited to be here. My guest today is not only a brilliant entrepreneur, but she's managed to give back a ton in the process. And we all know that's right up my alley. It's I think it's so exciting when people are able to give back and do what they love and uh, obviously make money so they can support themselves and in turn give back even more. So I'm going to introduce her in a second right after our jelly bean update. But, um, so Jellybean turned 15 months yesterday. Um, I will admit that I'm super frustrated that she's not adopted yet. Uh, We've been going back and forth. I I think I told everyone that I signed her adoption paperwork uh, about ten days ago, and now I'm waiting for lawyers back and forth, and then we get a court date. What they're saying the whole process from here on out will be four to six months. Um, the I I sort of have a hunch it might be a little bit less now because I'm still I think I told people that I had to call the state because one of the steps got completely messed up and I thought it was falling into a black hole so now it looks like I might be getting a little more help and maybe that'll be accelerated to two months but somewhere between two months and six months basically is when she'll be free and clear Um, and in the meantime I have to admit that I'm not happy about the social worker visits and all sorts of things not because I care like they're welcome to pop in my house and look around and do whatever they want to do to make sure she's safe but to sit and chit chat with me for 45 minutes um, and like quote goal set and things like that that I understand like there's a lot of foster parents who don't have goals for the kids and they don't even think about it because they don't care and they just you know, have the kids and, and whatever for me, I mean, I'm taking her to a baby band practice on Thursday because she's such a little, she rocks out all the time. It's so funny. My parents are here now and they literally are like, she's, Dancing again, she's dancing again. Like she just dances constantly. So I feel like I want to nurture that, and then I have her, you know, getting all of the resources she possibly can. Um, so to sit down and and like as I said, waste time setting goals when I have so many things to achieve for her makes me crazy. Given my personality, um, I'm sure people can understand that. But other than that, like she's just a blessing. She's um, she's teething in a big way, so we're a little sleep deprived, but. Um, but happy as clams together and uh, you know, looking forward to being past all the social worker stuff. So I don't want to take any more time away from my amazing guest. When Julie Chavez founded Chavez for Charity in 2013, she had an ambitious vision. She wanted to create a line of colorful bracelets that would contribute in a significant way to some of the most important humanitarian issues facing our world today. Leveraging her background as the founder and designer of the small yet highly coveted jewelry line, Marie Chavez, whose fans included A-list celebrities like Julia Roberts, Jennifer Garner, Rosario Dawson, and Anne Hathaway, Julie carefully crafted a brand that is unique in its mission and has a purpose much greater than profit, and I own one. Um, Supporting their trademark phrases, Colors for Causes, each of the ten colors in the collection, represents a distinct cause. For every project product sold, Chavez for Charity donates twenty five percent of their profit to each color's corresponding cause. To date, Chavez for Charity has provided over six thousand people in royal and rural and impoverished communities with clean water funded over five hundred micro loans for women entrepreneurs worldwide covered 1,400 hours of critical pediatric cancer research, impacted 724 students in Ghana for a lifetime with teacher support programming, and the list goes on. With over 3,000 stores across the U.S. and Canada carrying their iconic bracelets, Chavez for Charity has proudly donated almost $1.6 million to date while this major milestone for the company is just the beginning of what they aspire to accomplish. Welcome, Julie. Thank you. So cool to be here with you, Devin. Oh, my God. It must feel so good to be able to do so many things in so many different
2: areas. It does. And, you know, sometimes I have to be reminded it's sometimes uh, opportunities like this or certain conversations that, You kind of stop and glance back and you realize, wow, you know, the impact, um, we don't take it for granted. We're proud every day, but, you know, you get busy and you're moving things along and, you know, you're working and, and doing what we do on a day to day basis. So it's nice to stop and take inventory of what we've been able to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just so amazing. Like, I think so many people are intimidated to start a business. And it, it's interesting, as I said, I have bracelets. Um, Actually, I met Julie at, I was doing this event called Bliss Talks, where I was talking about how I fell into my own bliss. And by fell in, I mean, worked my butt off and stalked people <laughs> and all sorts of things. Exactly. Um, <laughs> But, you know, and those scary leaps of faith, and that's what the whole event was about. But, as I said, Julie, I got to meet Julie and hear about her brand, and then she gifted me this bracelet that, honestly, I don't wear a ton of jewelry since Jellybean came along because she likes to pull at it, but I have your bracelets on my bathroom mirror, and literally, I slip them on every time I need to wear some jewelry, and, uh... They're just such gorgeous pieces, and then to know that they're giving back um, is amazing. So I'd love to hear, like, how you had the idea and how
2: it works that you can donate that kind of money. Sure. Um, so my whole background, you know, it's interesting you kind of touched briefly on, you know, the idea of getting a company off the ground or launching a business. My I've been... Uh, at it for 20 years, not specifically Chavez for charity, but just with my own businesses. And I have to say 20 years ago and still to this point that there is no way that at many points I would have stepped forward had I known what I was getting myself into. Um, uh-huh. So definitely just a student of all the experiences and everything unfolding and finding my way and whatnot. But um, so yeah, really, really to put context into how Chavez for charity came to be. Um, I have to go back a, a, even earlier. So I was, it, it, it. you know, listen, the fact that I've donated almost, uh, that our companies have donated over a million and a half dollars started off with a $16 bead purchase back in like 1999 in wow. Los Angeles, you know, was at brunch with friends, stopped at King's Road Beads, spent $16 and that ultimately is what kind of, was the beginning of me starting my own businesses and so started my own jewelry line. Then Marie Chavez and uh, was just simply selling to craft fairs and to friends and and family. Um, started it off simple and then grew it from there. Started doing trade shows. I got really early lucky on with great press um, and Julia Robertson in Style Magazine way before social media. Yeah. <laughs> It was like the excitement of opening up in style and and seeing your company mentioned was just amazing. So those were my early years in business with a fashion jewelry line. Um, and then many mer- years later, it was January 2013 that uh, we launched Chavez for Charity. And so I have to say that the concept for Chavez for Charity really was built on the back of what I was already doing. I was already, again, in jewelry. I was selling the same type of, you know, really pretty beaded bracelets and always using color. And it was on my way to my production company in Queens on a train station with my design assistant that I started talking about doing something more with the bracelets and having the colors be significant and, and, you know, perhaps tying them to charities. Um, And it fell on its feet just like that. So I think what's interesting is sometimes when you have a concept You know, it starts off as just a seed or an idea, and then it constantly is getting morphed and shaped into what it ultimately becomes. But that conversation on that train ride that day where every color would tie to a specific cause, you know, I just didn't know at that time what the price point would be, what distribution would look like, what charities we would have supported, Um, but it all fell into place, and um, you know, the universe and this has supported the whole process, and the stars have aligned. And you know, I, I looking back at the launch of Chavez for Charity, I have to say one of the most precious and amazing times was when uh, my business partner partner at the time, you know we got to sit down and look at what charities we wanted to support. And like, what a neat process, right? So you start with things that are significant to you personally. And then you kind of build out from there. And we now have those 10 charities that we support. And the business model is basically, you know, we are not a 501c3. We are not a nonprofit. We are a for-profit, you know, gift line um, that sells bracelets. And each color is tied to a specific cause. So all of our blue bracelets support water.org and all of our multi-bracelet support, Matthew Shepard Foundation. And so it's a pretty neat uh, thing, and, and it's kind of crazy to think that we've donated that much in, in, in that period of time. So can we go back to the beginning,
1: I guess, a little bit? So people sitting at home who have an idea yeah. or have the ability to make you know some amazing product, mm-hmm. um, what were the first steps? Obviously, you said you spent $16 on beads and I'm yeah. sure made a gorgeous bracelet,
2: what no, happened from there? It's not so gorgeous, Devin. I've got <laughs> oh, no, they're it. It go- is oh. hideous. But that just uh-huh. should should make everybody. I still it's funny. I have it. And the thing is just it's pretty funny though, right? But like it's it's that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty yeah. <laughs> of where you start. You're playing around, you don't know what you're doing, but you're just swept away and consumed by it. So um um yeah, the journey. Then those first steps. It was. It was. It was again. It was not an intention. So it's not like I. I never had a business class in my life. I did never had a business plan. It's not like I loved accessories and jewelry my whole life and always wanted to make my own line. Nothing like that. It's just wow. <laughs> you know, stumbled. Stumbled into it. I've always been very creative. I have always loved working with color. It's a strength of mine. Um, so sure, was it a nice, fun thing to do when I was, however old at the time, twenty eight, twenty nine? Um, and and that just so that first purchase then turned into other purchases, and I was an assistant teacher at the time, assistant, second grade teacher. so I, ha- I have to say, you know, that sure, as soon as as soon as I had spent three hundred dollars on beads, that was like, Holy cow, I better start selling some of this stuff. Major, major dollars, right? Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So then it was just showing friends, and I was so lucky because along the way, people have been so supportive and whatnot. So sure, I started selling. I was not shy. It was like you have your own little you know, baby and concept and creation. So there was no part of me that felt like I couldn't approach people. I approached my family. I approached my friends. Ah, uh, the first craft fair I did was Manhattan Beach. Um, oh, oh, sure. Those were the days. My goodness, what I would make in a weekend was unbelievable, and it just kept growing every year. But um, so that's the you know doing the craft fairs and spending hundred dollars. There's that flea market on the corner of Fair Fairfax. Fairfax. Yeah, Fairfax, Fairfax, right? So. I spent, I think, $100 to stand out in the sun. Those are the remember when moments. I call all of these things the remember when moments. Like, spent $100, had my little folding table out in the sun all day long, and couldn't have been happier that I made a little over $100 that day. So, to me, I look back at that, and that was like such an amazing day that was just those beginning where I was willing to do anything and everything and I loved every step of it. So that's really the process of getting it started. You know, I remember looking in the Yellow Pages, yes, the Yellow Pages, um, <laughs> bead, stores, bead stores, right? And so I would drive to every bead store in the LA area. I could not get enough of it or I would be up till one thirty in the morning you know, making some jewelry and started doing other types of jewelry, necklaces and whatever. But when you just can't get enough, when you're hooked and you're you're finding yourself spending all of your time doing that, um, that's when it's really a neat thing because, of course, it's not work and it's just exploration and total joy. And that's when I'm totally in my element doing all of that. So next steps were... Uh, after the craft fairs and friends then we applied to the trade shows and we applied to one in los angeles and new york um those trade shows still exist um we still do them heavily with our chavez for charity and our new brand unselfie but of course now there is also other ways to be getting in front of customers and direct to consumer and all the digital marketing and, and stuff is is where the world is going now but um So it was just one step at a time. And then the trade shows led to other trade shows in other cities. And we kept doing that over the years. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm curious. So your very first piece,
3: what
1: was it? Like the first thing that you got paid for. And um, if you don't mind telling us how much it sold for. I'm curious. Um,
2: So back in the day, there's probably a few things I remember, you know, at that time selling to friends. Um, It was miscellaneous items. And, I mean, I was selling things if I was selling something for $25, that was, that was, a. this is in the early, early days, Devin. So like the Manhattan right. Beach, Yeah. you know, at my table, maybe there was some stuff that was up to $25. But um, again, it, it was, I have to point out when I mentioned that I was an assistant teacher, I never had to face what maybe some people would have to face of that. You know, I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. So taking a leap, and 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 following something that you love to do was not such a huge risk for me i wasn't leaving some high paying job with all these benefits to go start my own company that required a ton of money it was you know grassroots i never took a loan never had an investment from anybody that you know um all those years and so it was easy to kind of grow it from ground up at that point um uh Devin, what was your question? No, that, that answered it, like what your price point was in the beginning. Oh, and what was the first thing? Um, no, I, I do have to yeah. write the first few that I started selling when I mentioned the $25, but I did have a few items. So um, the, the what was the, there was a catalog, if I could remember the name of the company, Marshall's, not, not Marshall's, Marshall's. There was a catalog, not Marshall's. And uh, they ordered this multi- Lariat. So I made this multicolored lariat of all these small little beads. There was one that wrapped around twice and a simple one, and I called them Lourdes and Marie. Yes, I was naming my jewelry at that time. This was uh. twenty years. Well, this I went to Chicago Style Max. It was there, and this catalog came by and picked it up and put it in the catalog. And those kind of units for me were big. So if they were ordering two hundred units or whatever, that was a huge order for me. To this day, it's so funny when. I could be at a trade show. This just happened a month ago. I could be at a trade show in Atlanta and a woman who owned a boutique way back then or, you know, happened to buy that lariat and she's like, I still have that. She remembers the name and she has it all these years later. So it's a good laugh. It's kind of a chuckle because it's just like, oh my gosh, it was so long ago and just the memories and whatnot. But then it's also such a great compliment, right? When you have somebody that still has a piece of yours and even, you know, all these years later. So And then the Julia Roberts one that I mentioned, that piece I also sold so many of at that time. It was, at the time, turquoise was really big, and it was a wire wrap turquoise necklace with a cloisonne pendant. Julia wore it in a Steven Soderbergh film in full frontal, and um, my friend Brumby at the time was her assistant, and he said she wore it on set today, and then with that, we ended up getting still photo and got it into InStyle magazine. And that was a huge hit. I mean, you know, yeah. so that those were days that were really exciting and were such a big part of the foundation of, you know, the business growing and me moving forward. And all these years later, I'm still talking about it.
1: Wow. Well, we have to go to break now. But when we come back, we're going to hear a lot more from Julie as to how it all went completely huge. And then also about your other brand, Unselfie. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned, everyone.
3: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Tune in every week to the Voice America Influencers Channel for the movement with Shannon D. Hughes. It's all about what's happened in the past that determines the future. Everyone has their up moments and their down moments. The pendulum is always swinging between the victories and the pitfalls in our lives. But each of these serves as success points that we learn from and move forward. Listen for The Movement every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top.
0: You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call one 866 472 5795 That's one 866 472 5795 Or send an email to fans at DevinAlexander.com. Now, back to Have It All.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm here with Julie Chavez, who has her brand Chavez for Charities, and also Unselfie, Uh, amazing, amazing business that she started very grassroots, doing quote what it took, which I think is the Mm -hmm. pinnacle for all success. Um, She was just talking about how she went to you know stood out in the hot sun in L.A., probably in the middle of summer, (laughs) a million degrees, and sold things and barely broke even. But there's something about you know getting those first pieces out there that's just Uh, doing what it takes. And then, you know, had the fortunate, I always talk about how luck only happens to those who set themselves up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she was out doing those things and then, I guess, ha- happened to be lucky enough to have a friend who was Julie Roberts' assistant of all things. Um, I am curious how you got to some other celebrities.
2: Sure. Uh, Good question and common question. So, I think just living in Los Angeles for for so long, my closest friend and some of her friends and acquaintances, a lot of publicists that we knew and whatnot. So, you know, whether it was a photo shoot that would, you know, happen often, Um, you know, uh, goodness gracious, Rosario Dawson, Jen Garner, um, Jada Pinkett Smith, um, Anne Hathaway were all at the end of the day you know the product in the right place at the right time and so it could have been a photo shoot it could have been in in most cases it was a photo shoot with a publicist or a stylist that had the jewelry there in other cases I know Kate Bosworth bought you know one of my pieces um, at a store in LA so that definitely I'm with you on the luck thing right it's kind of having those things in, in, in place to make that a possibility but was so grateful for that. So that that was really through the people that I knew.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I, again, going back, like there's a lot of luck in so many things, but it's also, you know, I know that, For me, like, I was sending out newsletters long before anybody, like, just via email, before really online. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, somebody saw it, and that's how I got, like, basically my first book deal um, after being turned down by publishers, you know, going the traditional route. So I think, you know, it's, it's all a matter of constantly... Applying the normal channels but then also looking for those backdoor openings and for me I feel like 80% of the time it's the backdoor opening that you never thought you'd have that just made it happen but if you weren't trying to go the traditional route like you didn't have a prayer I mean if you weren't at those shows making all the jewelry doing all those things it doesn't matter if you knew you know Julia Roberts' assistant like you wouldn't have felt comfortable even handing anything over because it wasn't a business
2: sure you know, it's really neat that Julia Roberts uh, you had the chance to meet her. She was so, honestly, she was so warm and um, personable and affectionate in a way. She's She just was um, super kind. And so from the beginning of, you know, wearing the necklace, and then she bought several gifts. She bought some stuff for her wedding um, guests. And then all these years later, um, we have recently uh, put out this uh, cause campaign that we would call it, which is our Erase Hate campaign, which supports the Matthew Shepard Foundation, which is a whole other neat thing, the organization we've been supporting from day one. And uh, a lot of people are familiar with Matthew Shepard's story, but the 20th anniversary of his death just passed. And so we created the campaign to bring awareness to the charity and we got his mom Judy Shepard, to a couple of our trade shows and our goal was to raise $20,000 just through that campaign for the foundation and what was so neat and was touched me so much was really came I would say full circle like Julia was at the beginning for me you know what her wearing my necklace launched my company back then Marie Chavez which was never a really big company right. And no. all these years later, you know, at twenty years later, Chavez for Charity were doing good things, supporting incredible charities. And she ended up getting her hands on one of our erase hate bracelets and posting it. And oh, it was wow. it was just really neat because it for me it was it was not book book so <sighs> to speak. Not that it was like at the beginning and the end, but just at such a meaningful time in my career when we're doing incredible things with Chavez for Charity. To see her pop up and, and wear it and and mention something was awesome. So um, those are neat things along this journey. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about what the Matthew Shepard Foundation is and what oh, you are? Love to. So the Matthew Shepard Foundation. He um, twenty years ago in Wyoming. He was the boy. As soon as I mentioned it, for those that that don't recognize the name or they it sounds familiar, but they can't quite recall. He was the young boy who had left the bar and a couple of guys took him from the bar and proceeded to take him out. Uh, They tied him to a fence. They beat him. And he did end up passing away, um, I think, within 24 hours later. And uh, so it was a hate crime. And, you know, a lot of times when over the last year when we've been talking with people about it, they can't believe that 20 years has passed. So not only is their reaction, gosh, I can't believe that that was 20 years ago, but that we're still dealing you know right now with so much of this unfortunately um, so that organization um, Judy travels all over the world to give um, speeches to different groups about tolerance and erase and hate and acceptance and they also have a bunch of different networks for people that are coming out to be a part of and, and most significantly Judy's um, work has really been focused on legislation lately so the the bird um uh shepherd act was the hate crime act that was put into place when um obama was president that protects people against hate crimes unfortunately there's still six states that do not support that legislation and what's unbelievable is wyoming where this happened is one of those states that still don't support it right so whether it's um racially driven or you know anything that has to do with hate uh, that's an important thing that Judy has done and and Dennis Shepard with their organization so I'm so proud to support them I my mom's gay she's been with her uh, now wife uh, for 28 years or so um, wow. and my brother Brian is gay so to me supporting the Matthew Shepard Foundation was just such a natural fit for us and that goes back to a lot of times people say well how did you choose what charities you were going to support and this and that um, that's how you find things that are personal to you that you you know stand by for year after year and I love that organization that people are beautiful behind it and um, I'm proud to say we've donated to, to Matthew Shepard Foundation I think around $160,000 so far over the last six years. Um, so that's just an incredible charity. If you want, you know, of course, go check out their website and, and learn more about Matthew's story and what the, the, the foundation is doing. Wow. And I,
1: I'm pretty sure you donate 25%, right? Correct. Of 25% of our, our, of our profit, of our net profit. Okay. And then how did you, out of curiosity, come up with that
2: percentage? Um, it actually, well, when we launched it, we wanted to be aggressive with the donations, right? It was like the whole point of starting a line that where we're choosing charities, we want to contribute to those charities. The name of the company's Chavez for Charity. It has to be significant, right? So right. that was the number one goal is to do something that would really make an impact. And I think that... Um, We never wanted to ever be mistaken for a company that wasn't serious about that. So it was just making a big commitment and going aggressively towards a donation that would actually make an impact. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's where, you know, the fact that we donated over a million and a half dollars is because of the volume that we've sold. I think it's everything's connected, right? Our intention starting the company Um, the charities that said yes to us at the beginning, you know, to have charities like Water.org and Alex's Lemonade Stand and Best Friends Animal Society say yes to us when we were at the beginning and we were just launching it, to have Whole Foods and Hallmarks and hospital gift shops and boutiques and spas, all these stores supporting what we're doing, the rep groups that, that help us, you know, get us out there and all of our customers that are loyal, like... That's all connected. So I could sit here and say we have donated over a million and a half dollars, but that doesn't happen without the charity saying yes and our incredible team here in the office and all of it, right? So to, it's a group thing and, and you know, but, uh, but it's, it's been an incredible, um, incredible journey. Wow. And
1: how, like at your height, I guess, of either of those businesses, how many employees did you have?
2: At the height, around third a little over thirty. We're, you know, that's when we were rolling out to uh, Hallmark globally and Whole Foods globally, and it was madness in like year three, like I want to say, twenty sixteen. It was like you know we couldn't move fast enough, and that's where I thrive. <laughs> right. When we're just slammed, like bring it on! I always love that challenge. Anytime somebody says, "Oh, I'm not sure if you can keep up with our demands," I'm like, "Challenge me!" Yeah. I, have, I have yet to be able to ship you know any anybody at anybody's time. So we we you know source everything and import beads and materials but we design here and we everything's made locally and we package and ship and all of that from our office so we can you know react pretty quickly but yeah so that's at the height it was about 30 still a small company right and you know
1: yeah but you know but to i guess a lot of people at home and me even who hasn't had 30 employees like that's quite a big you know undertaking especially I know you're now a single mom, and you, I mean, for those who haven't seen Julie's photo, she's really fit, and I'm sure there's a lot that goes into you being
2: the awesomeness that you are um, with (laughs)
1: multiple businesses.
2: I, listen, you are so kind, and that's so nice, too, for you to say, and that's, you know, we do our best. We do our best. Is every day easy? Heck no. Am I, you know, always have it together? Heck no. Am I absolutely proud and recognize you know what we've accomplished the the recognition the companies receive there's so many good things but on that same plate are days where like I'm overwhelmed yes I'm seeing I've got two beautiful daughters but got an amazing team that helps me carry through the challenging times but Anybody that knows and, you know, whether you're a parent or a single parent or you're just juggling a bunch of things, we're all spread thin and our bandwidth, you know, we're tested and can't get to everything that we would like to. I've got important business cards on my desk from two weeks ago that I haven't reached back to just yet. So it's like trying to keep up with it all, but then keeping a cool head and not feeling uh, so consumed that it gets in the way of all the good mojo. You know, my brother Mark is... um, instrumental he's such a uh, how he's impacted my life he's our national sales manager he worked with me in the early days with Marie Chavez back in Los Angeles and he's now our national sales manager for both Chavez for charity and Unselfie and he is my mirror and he keeps me in check and we have such a beautiful relationship and we love each other so much and we're so close and we challenge each other and it gets tough but I, I would say he balances me well you know so when I'm overstressed and over whatever or like, you know, he keeps it real for me and I keep it real for him. So having that relationship in my life is definitely a key thing to kind of managing it all. I love it. <laughs> um So, I mean, no, it really
1: is amazing. I said, you know, So Julie and I are in this group together right now called Bliss Incubator, and we're both pushing even harder to live more of our bliss on a bigger, more global scale, I guess is the best way to put it, Mm -hmm. Um, with advisors and, um, you know, each other to be accountable for along or to, along with some other people to, as I said, really up level, even though we both, you know, have had some success already, Um, her a ton of success, I should say. Uh, But I think it's interesting. You know, we had a challenge this week in our group, and I said to everyone, you know, as a response, like, I'm not taking the challenge because my 77- and 78-year-old parents um, are still with us, which I'm so lucky, and they're visiting from Pennsylvania, and I don't get to see them much. And I feel that it's my duty as a daughter to celebrate them this week and not over tax my yeah i mean just you know to to do a challenge of that um caliber at another time i would be all for it but i've i've had years as a workaholic which is how i ended up with jelly bean instead of my own child which in the end worked out perfectly so i don't have regrets but um i definitely you know want to honor my parents and be there for them so i love to hear that you know I mean I know you're there for your daughters and, and we're both, you know, as much as we're doing that, we also are juggling the single motherhood and
2: um and, and, so and, and we- allowing ourselves, right? So allowing allowing ourselves where what we know is is, you know, something's gotta give. Devin, when I tell you in the last two weeks when I feel like like to protect my own capacity To keep going forward and thinking clearly and producing at work and being, you know, at home and, 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 and the kind of mom that I would want to be these last two weeks, I have had to cross so many things off my list that I thought maybe I would eventually get to, or maybe I was going to go look at this or read this book or finally get my things that I've just been, I'm like, no more, like reduce, reduce, reduce. Get rid of clutter in my environment at home at the office. Take stuff off of my list that does not have to do because it's overload. And then we're, you know, running wild trying to keep up with stuff. So the fact that you, it's a simple decision and you prioritize and you spend that time with your parents, right? We need to do that and we need to just let that be, you know, not going to be able to keep up with everything. Yeah, I try. Huh. Um, so I want to quickly talk
1: about Unselfie, and then we have two yeah. minutes, and then after the break, we'll like talk more about it. But can you just tell us before the break what it oh my is?
2: Gosh. Yeah. So a quick little teaser. So we come back after break. Unselfie is um, my next little uh, company. Um, it's similar in that it's giving back also. But right, Unselfie. What does that mean? It's the whole concept of it is to shift the focus off yourself be a part of something bigger and so what unselfie is, is it's just a fun a line of really fun wristbands that are reversible and w- what's great about them is they've got a message side and then a design side and the message side for me was when i really saw it would be a perfect fit for a type of company that i would build where you can use that message side to talk you know say a little blurb about the charity or just have fun with a little cute um message. And that's something that I can't do with the beaded bracelets. So they, we just launched them in January. And the first month we already raised 10,000 for the charities that we support. And very soon you'll see them hopefully everywhere you go. So I really have big plans for the line and uh, I can't wait to get them out there in a big way, which we're already, we're already doing. Wow. And what material are they made out of? So they're like an elasticized stretch fabric. They're not the uh, uh, rubber Um, You know, a lot of people think of the Lance Armstrong rubber wristbands. They're like a nylon, so it's a stretch fabric. It's super comfortable, lightweight, they're (coughs) unisex, and uh, we've got different sizes and so many different designs that support all of our different charities.
1: Yes, yeah, so I actually knew that they weren't the Lance Armstrong type, and I knew that they were more comfortable, but I didn't know exactly what they were, which is why I asked. Because yeah. I do love the Lance Armstrong types, but I have to say that I love yours even a tiny bit more, especially oh, yeah. given the purpose.
2: Yeah, and that question comes up a lot, Devin. People even looking at the pictures are like, wait, it's made of what? And then once people could touch and feel them, they're like, oh, okay, got it. So that's been our, our thing is to kind of uh, paint the picture of what it feels like. But they're lightweight and they're super comfortable. Ah, okay. Well, we're going to go
1: to break now. But we when cool. we come back, we'll hear a little bit more. Yes.
2: That. That's awesome.
3: We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devonalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here with Julie Chavez, who has multiple businesses, amazing entrepreneur, who's given so much back to charity, which... Oh, it's part of the reason I love her, but mostly just because she's such a bright light. that it doesn't surprise me she's given a lot back. And, I mean, you can just see it in her aura. Um, her, just so I know people will want to connect with her. If On Instagram, Chavez for Charity, which is C-H-A-V-E-Z for, F-O-R, Charity, That's both Instagram and Facebook. And then Unselfie Bands, both on Instagram and Facebook. So U-N-S-E-L-F-I-E-B-A-N-D-S. And, Julie, what are people going to find? Do you have websites actually that they should yeah. go to to oh. buy products?
2: Yeah, yep. so we, we can find a, they can find com. We've got men's bracelets, kids' bracelets, a ton of stuff, and they retail for 15 We have other, just there's so much to choose from, but you get to choose what charity you're supporting. If you want to support WADA.org, buy the blue bracelets. If you want to support Matthew Shepard Foundation, buy the multi bracelets So you'll see the charities that we support, et cetera and then unselfie we just launched unselfie in january so unselfie.com just go there put your email address in and then in two weeks when we go live with unselfie.com you'll get a notification and also of course if you're following us on the social handles um we'll be definitely mentioning when the website goes live but uh unselfie.com that you know we've talked so much about the beaded bracelets and, and a lot of people are familiar with Chavez for Charity with unselfie I just look really forward to getting these out there in such a big way you know it's an unselfie wristband because you'll see it has our teal icon on it so the wristbands are so many different colors and there's so many different designs and sayings we've got Some that say My Hero, and it supports TAPS, which is a veteran's charity. We've got Love Wins for Matthew Shepard Foundation. Um, Another brown one says Rescue Save Love, and it's got these cute little paws on it. So they're all really, really fun. Um, And then we have one of my favorite ones is from our summer collection. It's got little sharks on one side, and the other side it says Bite Me. So we just, we like Ah. to have fun. They're super, super cute so there're yes. a lot of fun but yeah unselfie.com and um, we are uh, just launched so darn it get us get those uh, our followers up there we're we're excited yeah. to get this in front of everybody <laughs> that is so
1: cool so i'm curious what would you say to someone who's thinking of starting something like what's the first step
2: um taking that first step right so yeah. it can look like a bunch of different things so I think with anybody maybe the question too it's like depending on you know their age responsibilities are they working are they not working I think it's just moving forward in any sort of way and and starting to play around you know I guess I know product development so well um, so that's something whether it's fashion accessories or product development the gift industry cause marketing partnership type of you know things but that's uh, it's just taking that first step and asking people. I feel like pe- there's such communities everywhere and people are definitely willing to connect to give information and, and whatnot. There's so much online. Like when I started off, there wasn't online. I mentioned the the, the yellow pages, right? right like yeah. seen yellow pages before. So I think it's just about whatever you just feel like you're still doing it at two in the morning, you have to put yourself to bed. That's when you know you're onto something that you just love. So um Yeah, um, and and not feeling like, I want to remind uh, everybody too, I did not have an investor, I did not have a business plan, there was no big thing where it's like it drops down in this big perfect box, funded and everything, everything that I've done, To this day I just recently took a a personal investment from somebody after I bought my business partner out and I am exploring you know what do these next chapters look like Um, so for the first time in 20 years I could potentially be taking on investors but that's to be determined but so I feel like um, what can be done in their way at a certain level to get things just off the ground and to be willing to put in the time for the journey of learning and building upon something Um, for those that are lucky enough to have funding behind them and a team and ready to hit the ground, you know, amazing. Um, But it's really just about kind of following that. And back to what you've mentioned twice, Devin, is the whole, our community of the bliss talks and um, our bliss incubator, you know, it's about surrounding yourself with champions and people that, you know, push you and believe that things are possible. And, and you're surrounded by people that, encourage you to take those steps. That's big.
1: Yeah. And I should point out, like I've never had in my entire career, I've never had investors either. It was always, you know, go out and scratch and make money and then put that in to, you know, get the next thing. And I too, on my next venture, I'm considering, um, getting an investor, Um, or actually somebody approached me about it. Um, I'm trying to start a big play around diabetes coming up um, because I just am so tired of this huge epidemic that I really think that we can um, do. But I mean, I know, you know, we've all talked about this in our groups and it's interesting because I'm in a lot of entrepreneur groups as I know you are, Julie. And, you know, that's where I am right now when I was starting out and had zero money I would literally throw what I called penne for your thoughts party, and mm-hmm. I would invite people over over literally pasta, okay. um, and you know pick everybody's brain because the truth is, no matter what you're doing, you know if you want to start a jewelry company, and you can bring your girlfriends together and ask them, you know, what kind of thing would really inspire you in jewelry, or what do you think isn't out there, or whatever. If you have an idea, like just get so much feedback and be really open to hearing it. Yeah, because I think that's what makes these things happen. And uh, Julie, I will actually be picking your brain because the next play that I'm doing, I if, uh, assuming you'll let me. <laughs> um, I would. Uh, yes, assuming that you let me. Um, I, you know, I want to give back to charity um, in a big way. In addition to like what I'm doing to help people, um, I want some of the proceeds to go directly to charity. So, mm-hmm.
2: um, happy to yeah. help.
1: Thank you, and I mean that's it everyone, you know, just like making these relationships and seeing, I mean, Julie said, you know, one of her friends gave Julia Roberts, I mean, it was Julia Roberts' assistant and was able to give her a bracelet and you don't need to live in LA to do those kind of things. Um, there's probably, you know, maybe a business leader in your town who, you know, somebody who knows, or, you know, people like that um, who are in the public eye, or if you live in a small town and there's a radio, ho- I mean, a uh, um a news anchor that you know or that somebody you know knows. You know, have them wear it because that can start it in your town and incubate into bigger. Um, and you never know when that small town anchor is next the LA anchor. Um, sure. It's just all about thinking the the next positive thing.
2: Um, and, honey, the long do you view, have- and the long view, right? Because that's, it's like, yeah. you never know the seed that you plant. You do have to be patient. It doesn't have, you know, hanging in there. Some of the biggest fruits that I'm experiencing now, I have to say, okay, I've been at this for 20 years. Like a lot of people say, very rarely is it something that happens overnight, and those 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 are amazing when that happens for people. But I am I, I've got my arms wide open, ready to receive and grateful for any abundance and the way that universe is now supporting me with launching unselfie dot com. That's twenty years of the grind and learning and the ups and downs and the whole bit. So it just takes time. Right, and know that everybody's
1: going to make mistakes, because I've made a ton, and literally after each mistake, go, okay, what did I learn from that? At one point, I learned that you have to get a great lawyer no matter what, even though I said there's been times I haven't had money. It's like, that's the one thing that you have, in my opinion, you have to spend money on, like getting the right lawyer. Don't do your friend who's a real estate attorney, you know, have them do your deal for a restaurant. It's, um... They don't know what they don't know, and you don't know what they don't know, and all it's going to do is get you in trouble later, potentially. It costs
2: you more time, cost you more money, yep.
1: Right, yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's been one of my big mistakes. Is there a challenge that you had, Julie, that you really had to overcome? Oh, gosh,
2: there's probably been several, um... There's always challenges in different shapes. You know, I I will say a beautiful, but definitely a challenge. I have this incredible team with me and um, they have different backgrounds and different ages and whatever. And I love getting their feedback and I love getting their two cents on things. And, you know, what comes with that is when those doors are opened, you know, it can be difficult if, if ideas aren't used or you know if if people have different opinions about things so then to receive the good thoughts and the good ideas you also have to be ready to hear all the other feedback that you maybe just don't have the energy for and so it's you know that 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 can be a blessing and a challenge at times but I, I choose to see it as like the good that I extract from that is worth all the conversations that I have to have explaining my decisions to my employees but I'm willing right. to do it, right so that to me that's not a challenge but, and then uh, the, you know there's different you know the way that things are changing I have not gotten on um, aggressively social media the way that we should have a long time ago we've been you know doing all of these wholesale trade shows we do Vegas Dallas Atlanta Seattle Toronto New York we're all over the place we've got 100 reps across the country all this exciting stuff, but maybe that's um, making it that, you know, the bandwidth that we have to be focusing on the direct-to-consumer and the digital marketing and all that has not happened as fast as it should. The fact that, that you know, we've done what we've sold, hundreds of thousands of bracelets, we've donated what we have, and we have, you know, 6,000 followers, that is not in alignment <laughs> with, you know. So it's, 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 right. it's changed with the times, and it's, it's – um, Focusing on what we know is important now as we all know we're supposed to be creating content and, you know, getting ourselves out there. So, our team's doing as best as we can and uh, tw- every year is a new year and every year brings, you know, new accomplishments, so to speak, I guess.
1: Right. It's funny that you say that, because I have the same challenge. Like, I do create a ton of content, but I have it in my books, and I have it in various places, as you do with your bracelets. And then it's this whole other art to do social yeah. media and put a ton of money into that. And and yes, I, I'm the same. Like, it's not, I mean, obviously, if you've sold hundreds of thousands of bracelets, that's ridiculously non reflect Your social media is ridiculously, ridiculously yeah. non-reflective. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like my brand is the same. Um, Which, you know, I guess we share and a lot of people share. But that's another thing for people who are thinking of starting something at home, you know, to put as much time into the social of it um, as you do to the rest of the creation. And I think, you know, that's one of the things we talk about in our Bliss Incubator. It's like there's all these things you have to do for business. Even when you're following your bliss, there's parts that. Yeah, I'm not as blissful. And for yeah. me, I I totally resonate with unselfie because I'm not a, you know, take a selfie every minute and you know, it's like I don't want the focus on me like that. I want it on the sure. food and the things that
2: Yeah. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like I yeah not putting makeup on and just, you know, flopping around in my kitchen is um, Thank God for
2: that, Devin. <laughs> that's, wow. that's a
1: <laughs> Yeah, so one more time, let's tell people how they can visit both of your websites.
2: Absolutely. So we've got Chavez for dot com. That's C-H-A-V-E-Z for F O R charity dot com. And then we've got Unselfie.com. And Chavez for Charity donates 25% of our profit. Unselfie gives a buck. We donate a dollar for every wristband. So go check both sites out. And social handles is uh, at Chavez for Charity and at Unselfie Bands on both Instagram and Facebook.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for joining me and inspiring people today. And as I said, I'm just so impressed like I would love to be able to say that I gave a fraction of that to charity (laughs) concretely I know that I have done some helping and I know that I um you know there's definitely money I've given but and I I did actually take a child (laughs) um but but um you know we all have our ways of giving and I hope that one of my ways very soon is to um you know, compete with you in a very friendly way. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, we'll do see it. if we can compete so much so that we both give even more. Um, no, I and love you- it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, well, I
2: loved being uh, here with you today. Thank you for having me so much, Devin. And you keep doing your good because you are doing so much good. Awesome. Thank you. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see Bye. you
1: next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.